Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Happy Wiggy Whack Wednesday, everybody. Good morning, Angie. Good morning, Janelle. Morning. Morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, which is free in the App Store, on your smart speaker, and driving in on the old car radio. Do you know what today's date is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? What? It's Wednesday, December 21st. Uh, no, September 21st, not December. <laughs> I was like, what, Whoa. what world are you living in? <laughs> it's World Gratitude Day. So thank you very much for listening to this station. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, we thank you. There's a lot of different stations out there, but you've been with us a very long time. It's funny, on the wine tour, so many people were saying, you know, we've been with this station since it was magic, since it was Kevin and Bill way back when, and they stuck around, even with the change of power and people and names and all of that. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. Well, somebody somebody asked me on the wine tour, why did you guys change from magic to move? And I just said, listen, if you're living in a house for 30 years, you eventually have to replace the kitchen. That's basically what we did. We replaced the kitchen. Yeah. Mm. We're the same people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same music. A little bit better now. (laughs) <laughs> I would better. say so too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people were really just like saying that this was like the highlight of their that that wine tour was like the highlight of their their year years for <laughs> for many like they hadn't gone out and done anything yeah. like that or you know many had not even been to uh, Prince Edward County myself included so mm-hmm. it was uh, you know everyone was very grateful that day and you know we're grateful to have such amazing people to join us. Same thing when we took everybody to uh, Barbados last oh, weekend. Oh, yes. <laughs> they were pretty thankful for that, too. So, like, we don't just give you stuff. We go with you. <laughs> so we give you the whole tour. <laughs> we're your hosts. When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right. Gather around the old radio machine for another mind-blowing useless fact. Do you guys like driving? Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah? If you were in a car traveling 160 kilometers an hour, how long do you think it would take you to reach the nearest star, like in space? 160? Yeah, you're traveling at 160 kilometers an hour, you're going up to space, how long do you think it'll take before you hit a star? Like hundreds of years. Is that your answer? Yeah, I think so. Okay, Angie? Maybe thousands? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, Angie? I don't think my car would go 160. <laughs> I don't oh, it, think it could go upright, <laughs> up to space. Uh, this is so silly. I don't know. Like a, a two years. I don't it know. Would, it would take you 29 million years to reach the nearest star. <laughs> <Yes>. I said two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 29 million years if yes. you're driving 160 mm-hmm. straight up to space. Yes. They don't, they, don't they say that like stars are like light years away? Haven't they? Don't they suggest that like the sun has actually exploded and we're just like that far away from it that like the light has stopped reaching? Like there's something there. Yeah. Just All goes right, to uh, show you how fast these rockets go because they get there much faster. <laughs> well, they don't ever get to the stars, though. No, the not to the stars. Are still that further away, right? Not yeah. To the stars. Okay, yeah. okay. Stop with the uh, whatever. Uh, what do you rate that fact? This is definitely dumb and useless because it yes. would never happen. That's a segment. It's useless facts. What? Mm-hmm. How, how do you rate that fact, Angie? I'm gonna give it like a six. <laughs> Sorry. No? Yeah. Same here. Yeah, <laughs> you guys suck. All right, to the Texas. Sixty kilometers an hour. Who's driving that? <laughs> uh, useless fact that is very useless. Sorry, but I'm giving it a three. Says Maverick Tom. Mm. Early morning kids get that a ten point two nine million. Nice ones, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> um, a nine from Sassy Kathy. Mm, awesome, Anthony liked it. It's giving you a nine. Oh, really? Mm. 
Bitterman, yawn, cars don't go up in space, giving you a four. Mm. Why people sit down and figure these things out. Right? Sleepy Lee's giving it a nine. Yep. A very useless fact, but thanks for the giggle. Hall of Fame boss traveler. That's a slow fact, Stu. I can only give you a seven. Not surprising. That's one way of getting away from it all. Eight out of ten from Diva Clow. <laughs> Stuart's number one favorite fan is Neurotic Mama gives him a ten. That's a lot of road trip snacks. That is correct. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lots of snacks. Lots of bathroom breaks. A very useless fact says totally Sharon. Um who is in the Hall of Fame for five days now. She's keeping track. Because she doesn't Uh, know when her last day will be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Giving you a nine this morning. All Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. All right. Thank you. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, now that all of the ceremonies have wrapped up for honoring the Queen's memory, out comes the official after statements, including the cost of everything that happened on Monday. (laughs) And as you can well imagine, honoring the Queen's memory was not a cheap responsibility, as proven by the historically expensive funeral that happened on Monday. It is being estimated at around $7.5 million, the most expensive single-day event ever in the UK, the biggest policing operation that the UK policing departments have ever undertaken. Uh, The cost is expected to be split between the royal family and the government, of course, of the UK. But, uh, yeah. I think the royal family should pay for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was head of government. I don't know how that all works when you're head of state, head of government. Like, you know, but, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, they can afford it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure once all is said and done, it's going to come in even higher than that, for sure. So yesterday was a big day for Adam Levine and this bombshell story that came out about him allegedly having these texting conversations with this Instagram model. And she exposed him and came out and said that not only were they having a inappropriate uh, affair for over a year, that he also asked her if he could use her name to like name his baby that his wife is pregnant with right now. It was all very bizarre. Anyway, so now he has come out with his official statement and he's not denying it. He does admit that he crossed the line and uh, did not have an affair, he said, but he had very inappropriate flirtatious text messaging with her. What is wrong with you? So he says it's not an affair. I think that's still an affair. Yeah, yeah totally. I do. Most people yeah. would. Uh, the things that he was saying to her, she had the screenshots of the texts. Uh, he definitely crossed the line. Uh, but she, on her Instagram story, wrote, uh, somebody get this man a dictionary. <laughs> so he's saying it wasn't an affair. She's saying, yeah, it was. And pretty much everyone else would say it was by dictionary standards. Uh, other women have now come forward, though. With their texts saying that he was being very flirtatious with them. Not saying that they ever met up or had an affair physically, but very flirty uh, conversations and messages. So this is not over. How do you, you know, like you can't trust somebody like that. But what I don't like about his statement is the very end of it. He said, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm working on this and repairing things with my family. My family's all that matters to me. And at the end, he said, we will get through this and we will get through this together. I think that's a little bit of audacity. To yeah. s- to speak on behalf of your wife, yeah, mm-hmm. the one you yeah. just threw under the bus. If if anyone's going to say we will get through this together, it's that her. should be up to her to say that if she wants to. Mm-hmm. But for him to say we're going to get through this, like don't speak for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Like, don't. Yeah. It's just, you've done enough. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, he did admit it. Uh, and that's what's trending. Brought to you by DeFalco Wines for brewers and winemakers. Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. Tipping fatigue is apparently a real thing that a lot of people are experiencing these days as, you know, that you get these more, these prompts now a little bit more at different locations for the... 15, 20, 25% suggestion mm-hmm. of a tip when they hand you the debit machine. So I thought this was an interesting post that we came across on Facebook the other day and just kind of referencing the different places now that tipping uh, suggestions are coming up. So this is what the post said on Facebook. I was at a local bakery and, I, and the person behind the counter reached over, got me my loaf of bread, turned around gave it to me, and then presented the machine, which was already set up to the tip section. I asked with a smile, are you wanting me to tip you in this bakery? Is it not your job to just get me the loaf of bread? (laughs) And the reply was from behind the counter, yes, but we also need to be tipped. And she said, need. "Need." Mm. Yeah. So she said, "Um, wrong. If you want customers to continue supporting your local non-restaurant business... The aggressive ask for the tip needs to end. Mm -hmm. So what do we think about this? Are you noticing more suggested tipping options coming up in different places now? Yeah, like whenever I'm convinced the the staff that work at uh, Booster Juice and Bar Haven hate my guts because I never tip on a smoothie. A $9 smoothie, I don't tip. So this is the question. Like, where do you draw the line? Like, what constitutes a tip? And what doesn't? Like, why not a smoothie that this person's just put all the fruit and the juice and the mix in and made for you? This could be my old school brain, but my brain thinks that when I go to a restaurant and the server's doing a really good job, I'll tip a big time. But I, my brain doesn't equate tipping on a $9 smoothie. It just doesn't work that way. So, I mean, but, there's still technically a server serving you something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But when you go to a restaurant, it's a whole experience. It's it's uh, it's the massaging with you throughout the experience. That's what I like. So I think that I think that um, you know, like I, where people are getting it confused is like what product constitutes a yeah. tip and what doesn't. Because see, this person has just made you a smoothie with ingredients behind the counter, nine dollars, yeah. whatever. I get it, and you don't tip. No, but. Yet you'll go to a bar, you'll order a $9 beer that the person just turns around, grabs from the beer fridge, doesn't make for you, doesn't yeah. doesn't make the hops and press the beer for you right there, and turns around and hands it to you, but you'll tip on that $9 drink. My, that's the way my brain works. No, 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 I get it. I, I'm, I'm the same. But why? Like, what? Where? Yeah. How do we know where to tip and where not to? Then, yeah. And the other thing that, like, with that whole prompt, it's confusing to get out of there and not make the, <laughs> not leave the tip. If you, you know, if you feel like okay, like I don't think that I need to tip fifteen percent on somebody who just, you know, did something so quick and simple for me. Mm-hmm. I came to the counter, I got my food, and I'm now yeah. taking it away. Yeah. Um. It's hard to navigate out of there and try and not leave a tip. And then you feel awkward the whole time. You know that person's sitting there watching you. You're trying to, like, fidget and fumble with this. Meanwhile, there's instances where I do want to leave a tip. I'm thinking more so, like, when you get your hair done, your nails, or, like, salon services. And have you ever been to a salon where tipping is not an option? And then you have to go, and you have to go get cash from Mm -hmm. the ATM. Like, that's frustrating. I want to give you a tip then. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're I'm not being, set up. But then I'm being prompted to give tips on things that I just think is completely unnecessary. Well, it used to be that you decided what amount you were going to tip, but everyone pretty much knew that 15 was like the the bare standard, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, a higher bill, better service, you're going to tip more. But now that they give you like curtain A, <laughs> B, and C, <laughs> yeah. you feel silly just doing the 15 because you feel like they're judging you. And yeah. apparently... According to some people in the hospitality industry, now when you do tip 15%, like the bottom rate, that that's insulting. Yeah. It what? used to be that that was the norm. But now that they give you the higher options, apparently the 15 means you didn't love your service. Like, I mean, do we have to tip on a, like getting your car, uh, your, tar- your tires put on your car? Do we have to tip on that too? Well, well it's a service. You could argue that well, that's a service. And that's why I'm asking, like, how do we know when is where we draw the line? Like, what products are okay to tip? I mean... You know, like, I'm not talking about sitting down at a restaurant when someone's serving you in the whole, like, experience, like you said. I'm talking about, like, just any kind of counter service, like, mm-hmm. where some people were tipping for some things, but not other things, but they're comparable things. <laughs> so, like, where do you say yeah or no? I'm so confused. I, I think you could also make the argument that, you know, for a long time people have said, well, it's because servers are underpaid or, and that's why we tip, we make up for their salary that way. But are people not getting paid more to work in those industries these days? Yeah, I'm not debating the whole thing that, like, do they deserve a tip? Like, that's not at all. Like, they 100% do servers. That's why we've always regularly tipped in that industry. Yeah. So why are we now tipping in all of these other industries if these people are making salaries? Okay, so what are we asking this morning? But they're not necessarily. Like, Stu's Booster Juice Girl is not on salary. No, no. Yeah. So, but I mean, in other services, like you said, the like the oil change or the car dealership, they're on salary. So, yeah. but like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard to navigate. It's confusing and embarrassing and like stressful every time somebody hands me the debit credit machine. Yeah. And that's why they have this new term called tipping fatigue because we're just so stressed. We don't even know what to do anymore. So we're asking you like maybe what's kind of the weirdest place you've been prompted to tip? Or, like, are you for tipping everybody? Are you against it? Where do you draw the line? What do you think you should tip for and shouldn't? Like, we need to know where you're at with this. Just us. have yeah. a discussion about tipping in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to call me cheap, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your call, your two cents, 750-1100, or you can text in at 10 Well, tipping fatigue is something that people are complaining about these days, and especially with the way that inflation is going. Is there anywhere where you don't get prompted for a tip option? Yeah, McDonald's don't make you tip. Yeah, and I guess the argument, we had a couple of texts saying, well, jobs like that, they make minimum wage, but at a restaurant, they make less than minimum wage, so that's why we tip, I guess. Oh, I see, because every time I went to McDonald's, they never asked you for a tip, or when I bring my car in to get an oil change and tire change and all that, they never asked for a tip either. I think that's changing, because there's been a couple of people who have said that they have been prompted now for an oil change to to leave a tip. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it just depends on where you're going. Yeah, I guess, eh? Pretty soon, uh, Harvey's will hit you up, McDonald's will hit you up. (laughs) Yeah. Beware. (laughs) Thanks for the call. Hi, good morning, Move. Tipping thing is confusing because I know in certain countries they don't tip at all on anything. 
Right, yeah. There's certain resorts that you go to, etc., where they tell you it's just simply not allowed, yeah. But in Australia, they don't tip for anything. Wow. If you get haircut, if you eat in a restaurant, they don't tip. They don't believe in tipping. And I had a friend that was Australian that I traveled with, and it was brutal. Because the bill would come. She's like, I'm not tipping. I'm like, but you kind of have to. And she's like, nope. I'm Australian. We don't tip. We don't believe in that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I get a pass. I'm just yeah. embarrassed to be with that person. <laughs> yeah. And then you feel bad. You're like, okay, so I'll tip for her part, my part, because, yeah. It's, yeah, it was awkward. And where were you guys traveling? Uh, all through Europe. Yeah, I don't know what the tipping culture is like over there either. So. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> it was clearly expected in a huge not just a little tip and they were very direct oh okay all right what's your name uh carol carol thanks, carol. thanks so much for the call have a good one you, you too. too i'm amazed that uh oil changers allegedly is charging for a tip on an oil change that to me it sounds bizarre because a lot of people are commenting mark the average uh texted us at 10 30 and said he was uh, prompted to tip on an oil change a lot of people are on facebook are also telling us that that to me makes no sense. Mm, there's been another, uh, yeah, other texts that explain other places that are uh, asking for that as well for oil changes. Uh, we've had a lot of questions about the takeout counter. So the question is do you tip on takeout when you're picking it up? Because they're not delivering it to you. The person behind the counter didn't make the food. Yeah. But I don't know how it works. Maybe that person that just takes your order behind the counter ha- like has to tip out to the kitchen, but like do you tip the person at the counter who's just handing you your food? Yes. You do? <laughs> totally. Like if I go to a takeout counter, if I've ordered it and it's ready for me, I I I, I leave a tip all the time. Why? Because you said you don't you don't leave a tip for the booster juice when you when you get your own thing there. But in my brain, it only I, I can only understand on like a, a full meal. I like I'll tip on a hundred buck on a hundred dollar meal, but I'll, I won't tip on a nine dollar meal. My my brain doesn't work that way. That makes no sense. I'm not I'm not the old, no no it does make sense. I'm not the only one. No 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 no. Hang on hang on Janelle. If you go at like the, the times I would go to Lone Star and Barhaven, I would get to the uh, takeout counter. I would always leave a tip. Because if you don't, they'll look at you like, what's the matter? Are you cheap? Okay. So when you go to the bar and you get a beer, yeah. you you tip. Totally. That's not a full <laughs> meal. <laughs> tell me. Tell me how that makes sense. And this is why tipping is It makes confusing. sense in my brain. This is why tipping is confusing. And we just got a text that came in. And, you know, you talk about McDonald's doesn't ask, etc. We just had a text to 10-0-30 from Calvin who says he was prompted for a tip at KFC at the mm-hmm. counter. So there you go. I think, honestly, like, it's going to pressure people into tipping. You're going to see the prompt, and you're going to tip in places that you previously didn't because you're going to feel guilty if you don't. I know. That's the thing. And they'll call like... you out on social media. <laughs> right? I think yeah. I think people need to have more clear, defined policies. And it it's so refreshing when they do. Like, I just had a friend who's listening to our conversation driving, uh, and she said she regularly goes for massage therapy appointments. Right. Think about the service you're getting there. Yes. I mean, they are working on you for, like, half an hour, an, an hour. hour. sometimes, yeah. Right, yeah. and it's a service, just like hairdressing, just like, you know, really. I mean, mm-hmm. think about your hairdresser does your hair color and cut, et cetera, for, for over an hour or two. <laughs> yeah. So does your massage therapist. They're working with their hands, whatever, so why yeah. do we tip a hairdresser but not? 
not a massage therapist. Oh, so, I thought you did. I'm going no. for a massage yeah. later today, and I was planning on tipping. So there you go. If so you, that's you what have she, to tip, and that's what a lot of people would think, and that's what she thought, and she's tried to tip, but she said that they actually clearly state that they do not accept tips at that location, and oh. she always feels guilty about it. She said because you feel like you do have to tip for a service. Again, mm-hmm. it might be a situation where one is salary and one is not, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But um, well, I mean, hairdressers do make a salary, but they it is less. A, yeah. Yeah. But uh, at least it's a clear cut, like, no, you 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 don't tip me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like she said, it's just so like freeing to know that she doesn't have this, you know, back and forth dance of guilt. Like, do I tip? Do I not? Do I tip? Do I not? As she's walking out, right? It's kind of like why I like the idea that certain cultures just don't do it. Yeah. Then, then there is no question. Then there's mm-hmm. not like, oh, what service do we do it for? And what service do we not do it for? Like well, that woman said, in Australia, they just don't do it. Well, and there's a reason why a lot of resorts, we brought that up, don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about this actually when we were in Barbados last year yeah. because we asked, we're like, this is a sandals. We're getting great service. These employees are amazing. And they yeah. were like, no, we don't do it because then it becomes like a competitive environment, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone sees you tipping this bartender really well, then they're coming over to your side and they're trying to get your order. And then they become like, they're fighting over your right. order because they know you're a good tipper and then like this person you know got tipped this and this person didn't get tipped and they become more maybe you know behind the scenes like resentful of each other that someone's getting so many tips and they're getting none so they just take that off the table and if you do want a tip um you have to do it on the demo (laughs) you're not supposed to do it in public so you know what i'm still confused i know i don't know that there's any clear-cut answer but where are you on all of this where do you think uh it does merit a tip where do you think that you cross the line to no tip i don't know (laughs) tell us move mornings with stuntman Stu, angie and janelle on move 100 what's trending some pretty crazy pictures out of a car dealership in Edmonton. Four cars at an Infinity dealership in Edmonton were swallowed up by a sinkhole in the parking lot. That's crazy. Oh. I, I saw know. those photos. Like <laughs> It just kind of happened in the overnight hours and they watched on the security cameras as the hole got bigger and swallowed up cars. Three of them were cars from the dealership. One of them was a customer's oh, vehicle no. that was parked on the lot. So a buff out. Yeah, well, uh, shockingly enough, the vehicles, they say, didn't sustain a lot of damage. They just kind of, like, sunk in, and then they took about an hour and a half to pull them all out. Oh, Wow, okay. Can you imagine if it had been the whole parking lot, oh. all brand new cars at a dealership? When we're already yeah. at the shortage of vehicles. Oh, my. <laughs> so yesterday, when Adam Levine was all over trending on Twitter because of his whole scandal, someone else found themselves in a bit of a scandal. Comedian Tim Allen. <laughs> What is going on here? What happened? So he cracked what most people would consider a dad joke (laughs) about President Joe Biden. Uh, He recently went on 60 Minutes. So Tim Allen tweeted this. uh, Biden was on 60 Minutes. I heard he asked how long the show was. But oh, boom. Right? That's fine. Yeah, you think it's fine. But then yeah. he was attacked over his personal politics and being uh, a Trumper. Wow. And the, the left was going after him. But what he probably didn't anticipate was everybody going back into his past, bringing up his drug background. 
am I the only person on the planet who didn't know that Tim Allen used to be a cocaine smuggler? Yes. What? Yes, yes. You are I the only person on the planet. No, count me with you, Angie. Well, I had no idea. I was yesterday years old he when I found out. cocaine? Yeah. Yes. Before he was famous. Like Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Cartel wow. kind of stuff. Like, he was caught with, like, a ton of cocaine. Like, yeah. the, the, uh, the amount of cocaine he had on him put him in jail for life. How did he get out then? Because he, he ratted. He gave up everybody on the drug cartel to get himself off. And that's the only reason he's walking around. And then the judge told him at his trial, like, go do something with your life. And then he became a comedian. It's amazing that he's been able to have been so successful and not got a hit on him. He played a wholesome dad for years on Home Improvement. He was the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Apparently he was buzzed at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he found himself in a whole uh, swirl of controversy. And now people are attacking him, all that, because he tried to be funny. (laughs) And that's what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Janelle, who's made the cut today? We have Michelle and Jennifer on the line with us. Do one yesterday. So Angie, you and Michelle will play first. That's correct. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, All right. wonderful. Everyone's great. Shush. All right. So <laughs> we'll give you the choice of categories. Michelle, you pick which one you like. All right? All right. Sounds good. So thank you to Anthony Lenzo, who sent in our categories this morning. It's either black or white. Mm. Black. Things that are black. Okay. Here we go. These little bugs come to your picnic. Ants. Another word for cement. It's the hard... Concrete. No, another word. They're laying the, pouring the. Statement. No, okay, skip Statement. it. Uh, this, uh, a polar what? Polar yeah. grizzly, yeah. Uh, this is a black bird. Crow, crow. Yes, and you wear a fancy what out at night? Dress. Yes, uh, and uh, what jacket? It's made of cow. Uh, leather jacket. Yeah, and uh, these are green or ah. black. Uh Olives. Okay. Not bad. I was trying to get you to do asphalt. That was hard. The oh. cement and the concrete. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys got five, though. Five. Still a really great oh. score. We're going to see how that holds up. Okay, hang on the line. And we'll say good morning to Jennifer. Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. Let's take this win from Angie. All right, let's do it. Uh, the category is white? White. Okay, white. things okay. that are white. Three, two, one. You get out of the shower, you're putting on a... A towel? Yes, and uh, the kids build these in the winter times. Uh, a snowman. Yes, and you're washing your body with what? A soap. Yes, and ki- everyone loves uh, this frozen treat. Yogurt, ice cream. Yes, and uh, teachers write with this on the on the blank board. Chalkboard. Yes, chalk, and chalk. Y- yes, and. Uh, uh, this is, uh, how did I describe, uh, how did, uh, I'm trying to describe bread. What's Hello, wrong with my brain? Hello, folks. Oh, I'm so dumb. <laughs> Make a sandwich with, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, Jennifer, we ran out of time and it is going to have to be a dice roll. So just hang on the line. Oh. Yep. Yeah. It's a tie. Five and five. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. For a high dice roll for the win with Angie and Michelle. A one. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yes! There's our fate sealed. Sue and Jennifer. Oh, wait, that rolled off the... Oh, I thought it was a one again. It's a seven. Oh. <laughs> Jennifer! Oh, okay! You did it! Yeah! 
<laughs> Good job. Jennifer, tell her what she's won. Jennifer, we are sending you to the Fall Home Show. It's this weekend at the EY Center, and you can take some friends along with you. You've got a four-pack of tickets. Awesome. Thank you so much. My stunt double is going to be in town this weekend. Brian Bomber. Just because he's bald. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, enjoy awesome. your weekend there. Thank you so much. Move 100. Interestingly enough, on World Gratitude Day, we're talking about the gratuities and where you actually tip versus not tip. And the bizarre kind of places that you've been prompted to tip because it seems like tipping culture is like spreading into far more things than just the hospitality service these days. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the different places, I mean, we were talking about this. People are saying that they're being prompted these days at some locations when they get an oil change, for example. Never did that before. Connie on our Facebook page said that she was prompted to tip at the gas bar. So. Think about this for a second. There are no full-service gas bars, very little, so I don't believe that that's what she's talking about. (laughs) So you get out of your car, you pump your own gas, you go in to pay, and simply for charging you the money for pumping your gas, they need a tip? That's wild. (laughs) That is like... Like you just did everything yourself. Who thought that was a good idea to put that on there? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> but somebody is tipping no, these people. That's, that's, that's totally unnecessary. Yeah. Linda on our Facebook page says that uh, she got prompted to tip at a window pickup for donuts. Oh. Like, what? No. What? That's unnecessary. You put them in a box. <laughs> yeah. I drove here and I picked them up. Like, there's like hardly anything happening. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I like Greg's comment. He's having a little fun with us because we asked, like, what's the weirdest place that you've been asked for a tip? He said, well, I was charged Thanksgiving at my parents' house. <laughs> he said they had one of those square things for their iPhone, and I would have tipped them too, but no dessert was offered me, and coffee refills were not included. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do on Christmas mo- on Christmas lunch that I do every year at my place? I'm going to charge my in-laws. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I made you a delicious lunch. Where's my tip? You should just put like one of those, uh, you know, when you yeah, go to, yeah. the co- to the coffee shop, they put like just like a mug on the counter yeah. or something for you to throw some coins in. Slowly push it towards them, (laughs) nonchalantly. Yeah. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, by now, you might have seen Adam Levine's response to that bombshell yesterday that dropped saying that he was reportedly having an affair with an Instagram model and then proceeded to ask her if he could use her name to name his baby that's on the way with his wife, Mm -hmm. Hadi Prinsloo. So um, she had texts and screenshots from him. So she did this video. It was an expose, basically. Now, he has come out in response to it, and he does admit... That it happened. He does say that it was a regrettable period in his life and that um, it was inappropriate. He says he did not have an affair, though. 
So he says basically it was just texting conversations. So we'll have to see if she comes back to say no that they actually did meet in Why person. Why is he having these conversations in the first place? Yeah, exactly. But an affair is an affair is an affair. An affair yeah. can happen over text. An affair can happen over conversations. An affair does not have to be physical. So, I mean, for him to call it not an affair, I mean, this girl's response was a, a very sly, let's get this man a dictionary. <laughs> yeah. Because it is an affair. So, uh, anyway, he came out to say that we are going to get through this as a family. We're going to get through this together. But, like, other women now have come forward with screenshots of flirty texts that they also, too, had gotten from Adam Levine. Yeah. And it's the audacity for me. Because, like, if you're a person in a high-profile position like he is, and you're DMing people and having conversations with them, in what world do you think that these girls are going to take some sort of vow of silence for you? You think they're not going to tell everyone they know they just got a DM from Adam Levine? (laughs) Of course you're going to get caught. Of course. Why would they protect you? you there's absolutely no reason to you're yeah. a dirt ball and they're gonna tell everybody you know mm-hmm. like, he's a putz he is a putz and it just keeps getting putzier <laughs> so uh yesterday the toronto maple leafs revealed <laughs> the sponsorship patch that they now have on their game sweaters we know that the league is doing this now they're allowing people to advertise on the nhl sweaters we saw this with the montreal canadians and now the leafs are going to be sponsored by the dairy farmers of ontario Really? And on yeah. the front of their jerseys, they have the milk logo. Right. It just says milk, right? So, of course, people love to make fun of the Leafs at their expense. 100%, yeah. It's like, you know, fodder. But yesterday, Twitter was having a field day with these new milk logos. Do you want to hear some of the doozies I saw? Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. The new Leafs milk sponsorship is going to look hilarious on the nights they only give 2% effort. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Here's another one. Makes sense because the Leafs, like milk, tend to spoil when the weather gets hot. I love it. And this one. Tough to drink milk when you can't seem to get a cup. Oh, my gosh. That's my favorite one. But it's going to come to a senator's jersey with a different logo at some point. We're waiting for it. it Wait for it. And that's what's trending. Brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. A clear garbage bag, a KFC bucket, and Pokemon card wrappers. That's all they had to go on. Because those were the clues leading searchers through thousands of garbage bags as they search for five precious rings lost by a woman in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. (laughs) So the waste management foreman for the area of Cape Breton um, said this was a whole lot of gross. (laughs) So in these piles, uh, you have anything from animal feces to dirty diapers, food waste, all kinds of stuff in there. And he got pulled into the literal mess when he got word that missing rings had ended up in the trash there. So the story goes like this. Alexandra Stokel, so this woman in Sydney, Nova Scotia, had taken her five rings off to clean them the day before. They all have sentimental value to her. One is her wedding ring. One is a new engagement ring. One is an anniversary ring, a ring from her mother, and a ring that her dad had given her mother uh, or her grandmother. So she had put all of these five rings In a piece of paper towel to dry after she cleaned them and left them on the counter. 
you know where this goes. So she uh, went off and did her thing. Her husband, Ryan, unknowingly is cleaning up the kitchen, grabbed that piece of paper towel off the kitchen counter along with some other bits and threw it all into a trash bag and out to the curb they went. So the garbage truck driver picked up the trash, off they went to other houses, continuing on their route. So later that day, Alexandra was looking for her rings. She wanted to go put them on before she was heading out to do the grocery shopping, and they were gone. So she panicked, phone called to her husband. He confirmed, yeah, there was paper towel I threw out, whatever. I'm just trying to clean up. Yeah, <laughs> and like the dutiful husband he is, he uh, put it out to the curb to be collected. Oh. So, of course, in a flustered panic, she hangs up on him (laughs) and then runs out to her car. She said, I don't think I even had shoes on. And she started chasing garbage trucks. (laughs) So she found one. It wasn't the same truck. She made phone calls, tried to figure out which truck had that bag from their house and where it would be finishing its route. So she went home, got on her grimiest clothes and boots, and then off it was to the garbage pile at the collection facility where she started rooting through garbage bags. Oh, my God. Surrounded by rats and seagulls <laughs> so she said i'm not a very religious person but my grandmother always said pray to saint anthony if you lose something and she was doing that the entire time she was on that heap of trash so the waste management foreman was able to at least identify the truck that picked up her rings and estimate that they should be located somewhere in the middle to the front so they sort of had like a starting point And then he and she and a lot of the other workers there jumped in and started pulling bags apart. So, uh, you know, the only things they had to go on that she recognized were KFC packaging, Pokemon cards that they had thrown out, and a thank you card that was theirs that they had thrown out from someone that they knew. So when they found those items, they knew they were on the right track. (laughs) So, but then they had to find that crumpled up piece of uh, paper towel. So uh, somehow another worker... Chris Ward, the the guy, found the crumpled pieces of paper towel and found the rings. And she's like, I don't even know what to say. It was incredible. But for the crew, too, they're saying it was a memorable day. The foreman said, uh, I told her the odds are going to be very slim. He said, but I also saw how emotional she was, and I just felt like I had to find them. He said, if I had to spend all night to look through every bag, I would have done it, but... How nice of them. Good Cape Breton nurse. Yeah, Yeah, right? East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. That is an all-out miracle. And that's all the feels on Move 100.